Ireland's future was established to advocate for and promote debate and discussion about Ireland's future, including the possibility and viability of new constitutional arrangements on the island. And Ireland's future as an organisation is guided by the values of the Good Friday Agreement and dedicated to the promotion and protection of human rights, equality and fostering mutual respect between all views and traditions that share this island. And Brexit has dramatically changed the social and political dynamic of the island. The prospect of a new constitutional arrangement on the island of Ireland is growing. And we believe that constitutional arrangements have the potential to mitigate the most negative impacts of Brexit and address the aforementioned promotion and protection of human rights, equality and the fostering of mutual respect. It's not a political party and nor is the group affiliated to any political party and the welcome participation from people of all political persuasions interested in the furthering and the goals of Ireland's future. And Ireland's future also notes that any move to new constitutional arrangements requires serious thought, consideration and planning and believes that the requisite planning for these potential changes must be broad, inclusive, detailed and comprehensive. Constitutional change must be on the basis of the consent of citizens of the island of Ireland, as informed by the Good Friday Agreement. You're listening to Irish Radio Candidates from and Abroad, and Ireland's future, uh, as you heard there a moment ago, has been established as a, a means of raising the question about where is Ireland going in the light of Brexit, in the light of uh, change. And over the last year, there have been numerous gatherings, conferences uh, around the country listening to people. And there's a large gathering scheduled for the 1st of October in Dublin. And it's pulling together, I think, something like 25 plus uh, thereabouts um, presenters, speakers, going across all shades of the political spectrum, business, um, and social uh, aspects of life as well. And Francis Black, Senator Francis Black, who um, many would know from her musical career, from the Rice Foundation, and um, also from being a senator, is the chairperson of the event coming up on the 1st of October, and Francis is with me. Thanks a million, Francis, for taking the time. Wonderful to be reconnected with you. Uh, it's great to talk to you, Austin. How are you doing? How are you? Great to hear from you. Great. So this event, as I say, it's, this is kind of a culmination of what's been going on over the last two yeah. years. Yeah. So, you know, as you, as everybody knows, we've all seen the devastation of Brexit and, you know, it dramatically changed uh, the social and political dynamic on this Ireland. And, you know, I think also we we also kind of learned from the fact that there was no planning and preparing done for that particular referendum, uh, for the Brexit rec- referendum. So I think people were in shock uh, with the result. So out of that, I suppose, grew um, concern on the island of Ireland, um, anxiety, and there was a very, very big event in Belfast back in 2018 in the Waterfront Hotel and um, I think there was about two and a half thousand people there and it was really to start the conversation um, you know about the possible uh, fact that there's you know there's going to be a border poll at some point 
whether we like it or not, there's going to be a border poll. And it's to get that conversation going around planning and preparing uh, if there is a border poll and, you know, there's constitutional change and, and, and uh, the possible, you know, the possibility and viability of new constitutional change on the island. So I think that's how Ireland's future kind of, you know, grew out of that um, a kind of a group of people from civil civil society got together um, and said, let's have a com- let's, let's have a look at how we can keep this conversation going. So that's what we do. We set, we set up an organisation called Ireland's Future. And it, as I say, it's a civil society organisation. I happen to be the chairperson. Per- um, the reason it was established was really to advocate for and promote debate and discussion about the future of this country. And as I say, including the possibility and viability of new constitutional arrangements on the island. So, um, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been absolutely brilliant, actually. I mean, in the sense that we've been hosting meetings. We were in the U.S. as well in March. Uh, I traveled to the, to, to the U.S. for St. Patrick's Day and we had a series of very successful events at that. We've been all over Ireland. We've been traveling north, south, east, west, um, having public meetings. And I have to say we've had huge attendance and we now have a big event coming up on the 1st of October in the Tree Arena and we have a phenomenal amount of speakers. We have all uh, political parties. Ireland's future is not aligned with any political party. Um, we're just a group of citizens. But at this big event, we're delighted to have gotten so many members of all the different parties. Leo Vradker speaking at it, Mary Lou MacDonald, um, Jim O'Callaghan from Fianna Fáil, um, you know, we have SDLP, we have Michelle O'Neill, uh, we have people before proper, we've all parties, Sock Dems, Labour, everybody is going to be speaking at this event and it's really, um, it's really a massive achievement, I think, you know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times. Francis, to put it in context, because not everybody would have an appreciation, how many people does the Three Arena hold? Well, well, the Three Arena can hold up to 10,000 people and it might be even more than that. But I, I mean, I don't expect to get 10,000 people there, but we're aiming to get 5,000. I mean, we've already got about 2,000 tickets sold. Okay. So we're hoping, we're hoping that we'll, we'll hit the five, four to 5,000. Um, and I think that just goes to show how much of an interest. I mean, this conversation is happening around kitchen tables all over Ireland, you know, and I suppose our job, you know, as an organization is to bring that conversation out into the into the public domain. Often people can be a little bit fearful of speaking about what a new and united Ireland might look like. Um, But I think that's definitely change and I think we we've done a good job as an organization to change that to for people not to be fearful um and to, to and and I think that, that that shows itself in this three of three arena event where we have all political parties speaking at it and the reason I asked that question I noticed that uh, there are buses that are scheduled to bring people from Belfast and other parts of Ireland to this event so that it is obviously a, an important event that people are saying, yeah, I want to travel to attend this. Yes. But what's also very important, that is that it's uh, an all-Ireland, as you say, uh, discussion. 
And yeah. I guess there's two questions on the All Ireland aspect of it that I I would raise. One is that um one can, how much or first of all could the Republic of Ireland um afford and I use that terms in the terms of an economy and I know that's being discussed and then that there is a, a sense of heritage and belonging that's deeply held in the north of Ireland. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Those two, those two, I would see, are probably very big questions. Yeah, I mean, we we believe, you know, that a, I and I believe, and Ireland's future believes that a new and united Ireland would benefit everyone. Um, you know, I I I think that, and and we have done, and we have brought out a lot of papers. Um, we have brought out economic papers. We have brought out papers on health. Um, on housing, um, and we've had discussions with, you know, the top experts in this area. We've had meetings with the top ex- uh, public meetings with the top experts in this area. There's a lot of work to do, Austin. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's going to be an easy transition. Um, but it, it's definitely viable. And, um, I think, you know, if, if you were to look at, um, the benefits economically, um, particularly, you know, with the North and at the moment, you know, the North is part of the UK. Therefore, the North, who, by the way, don't want to be part of Brexit, they want to be part of Europe, you know, and, and they voted for that. They didn't want Brexit. Um, so I like, um, I think it would definitely benefit from that point of view, from, from the North being part of Europe. We've had people from all communities, um, including the unionist communities, who would say, well, you know, I would, I definitely want to have this conversation because this is impacting my business. Um, and I think at the moment, obviously, you know, there's an awful lot of, I suppose, what you would call soft unionists, you know, from, 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 um, unionist background who also want to have this conversation. They want to see what New Ireland, no, it would be an all-inclusive Ireland, obviously, you know, I mean, everybody, this, that's what's really, really important. We've, uh, you know, we, we have a once in a lifetime opportunity to imagine what, you know, a new and united Ireland would look like. And the, the opportunity to create, to create something much better, an opportunity to, to reconsider the, 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 the social contract and shape the country in the way we want it rather than the one that, we, you know, we have inherited through the trials and t- tribulations of history, you know, and that has to include acknowledging and accepting different identi- identities and acknowledging the fact that despite having different identities, we have one commonality of citizenship. And that, that discussion around identity for the most part focuses on a, on a binary two traditions narrative, but that's something that we really need to expand on. And I think that's really important, Austin. You know, if we, re, if we truly want to integrate everyone who calls this island home into a new Ireland, then we, we need to expand the definition of Irishness to, to, to ensure that it embraces the cultural and, 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 and traditional expressions of everyone. So no one should be kind of forced to assimilate into a culture or country that they don't be a part of. And I think that's what's really important in all of this. Francis, where we're at today is a hundred years on from where two countries operated in different traditions. And to bring together what in many ways was very divisive and very diverse um, can take many years, decades, 
of slow mm-hmm. progress. And so I guess what Ireland's future has to look at is how do you establish such a roadmap? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is to have an approach to dialogue which allows everyone's voice to be heard and, you know, agreements to be banked and, and due consideration given to the important place that all minorities should have in a new society. You know, and, and dialogue is absolutely key in all of this. Um, you know, and for those who might say, you know, that any debate on possible future reunification is in itself kind of divisive. Do you know what I mean? So, so mm-hmm. they may need to be reminded gently, but firmly that seeking to close down that debate is an attempt to to silence legitimate political aspirations. Talking, Austin, talking has never hurt anyone. And communication is key in all of this. And it's having those conversations, listening to what people, what their concerns are, what their fears are, you know, um, and being able to hear that and understand that. I mean, that's what happened in the discussions on the Good Friday Agreement, which is one of the, you know, most brilliant agreements, you know, that I've I've ever seen, you know, in in the world. It's it's, it's a wonderful document. So, like, it's just listening to what everybody has to say, working through it, hearing, understanding, communicating. It's absolutely vital. And, um, you know, I just think we need to look at, you know, the models and form, formulas of government and society which exist internationally that we, we can use as exemplars. And let, let's draw on the culture and heritage and tradition to, you know, of everyone who calls this island home to build an inclusive, respectful and rights-based future for the whole island of Ireland. And I think that's absolutely key. That has to be at the core of this, has to be at the core. And I repeat that again, you know, that we draw like on the, the the heritage and the culture and the tradition of everyone who wants to call Ireland their home. And, and it has to be respectful, rights-based, inclusive for the whole island of Ireland. I can't stress that enough, Austin. Francis, would you think that the transition from Queen Elizabeth to King Charles um, will have an impact on where things go over the coming years? I think there's huge changes happening, definitely, Austin. Um, and it's the timing seems to be going in the right way. Um, and I think it is, I think everything, the shift here since Brexit, um, has been phenomenal, really. And yeah, I do think that what's happening, um, in, 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 in London and with the, with the monarchy and, you know, with the new government and Westminster and everything. I think there's just a huge shift towards, um, what we're trying to do, I believe. And that's why people who are coming to our event are saying, I'm interested in what your thinking is. I'm interested in having this conversation. I'm interested in hearing what everyone is talking about. Um, and I think we, as an organization, have played a huge role in all of that. We've taken the fear out of the conversation. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, when we started this, uh, when we started this kind of journey, um, and I'd often sit around kitchen tables myself, you know, with people and have this conversation. Initially, people would kind of not really want to discuss it, but now everybody's talking about it here in Ireland. Everybody is. Um, and you know, the media are leaning. I'm not saying that they're talking about it quite yet. They're, 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 they're coming. They're on their way. Uh, I see a shift in, in the media myself. More and more people are talking about it. But the fact that the politicians, the mainstream politicians, are wanting to have this discussion, I think, is absolutely key in it all. And I think that's really, really hopeful, for sure. Over the last number of years, we have all unfortunately seen outside influences playing a part in national decision making. Um, Mm -hmm. In the US, in Canada, in the UK, um, and something like this um, potentially from what we have seen is the kind of situation that adverse forces seem to prey on. Do you have any concerns in that area? Well, all I can say to you is, Austin, that, you know, Ireland's future have had events, as I said, all over the country. We had an amazing event last year um, in London, or this year, sorry, this year in London, um, that was packed. It was actually held in Westminster and it was packed to capacity. Again, it was just, you know, politicians. Um, I think Neil Richmond was there. Um, we had somebody from the Alliance um, and just parties from everywhere. And, and it was just, and, and so, some politicians from Westminster as well. And, you know, again, it just felt so natural and open and it was an honest conversation. But also we've been to the US. We cannot believe the support that we're getting from the from the US from we were over in, in we had events in New York. Um we were in we I know that some of my colleagues were in had been over to Washington. They had meetings over there. Um we were in Boston. So like we've had unbelievable events that were, or sorry, not Boston, Philadelphia. We've had unbelievable events that have been so successful and the support from the international community in general, you know, from all over the world. It's it's almost like at last somebody is not afraid to have this conversation who's not party political. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I no, think I mean, I, sorry, no, where I was coming from, Francis, in a way, is that we know a lot of foreign money was being spent before Brexit. And yeah. we know in the recent disturbances in Canada and Ottawa, there was foreign yeah. money being poured in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are disruptive forces out there. No doubt about That are anxious in a way to um, scuttle what you would be doing. I haven't experienced that now, Austin, at all. In fact, I would see it the other way. I'd see the support right. that we're getting has been very uplifting. Um, yeah. It's been phenomenal, actually. I, well, 
I I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't seen anybody trying to sabotage what we're trying to do. In fact, right. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at, as I said, the support that we're getting from all over the world. But really from the US is probably the biggest, you know, uh, support. And it, that's been very, very hopeful. And it's been, um, it's really given us such a lift in a way, Um as I say, and I think it's probably because, you know, there's part of it because we're not party political, we're not, you know, we're not aligned with any particular party. Um, and I think that frees, frees us up to just, because we're just passionate about this. You know, it's, it's, it's really important that we, that we do this planning and preparing. And that's what Ireland's future is doing. And we're bringing people together and we're, we hope to have a book ready. Um, of all our papers that we've done over the last few years on all the different aspects of 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 the you know the the economic the health the the, the housing all of that stuff we hope to have all of of that in in a book by the time the first of October comes to present and that's the piece that we're focused on is that planning and preparing so is that when that there's no fear being you know fear being put into people where it's like they go into that fearful place of no, 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 we can't do that because of this. We can't do, this. you know, I mean, we saw what happened with Brexit, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the whole NHS and, you know, the, the ads on buses that said, you know, about the NHS, you know, you know, is being impacted because of the money that's been spent in Europe, you know, the money that, you know, the British people are putting into Europe, all of that stuff, like, that wasn't the reality. So that's why we want to make sure that the hard facts are there. And that's what we're doing as well as having these conversations. And it's, 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 um, it's been an amazing, it's been an amazing journey to be honest with you. And I feel very privileged to be honest, to be part of it. I feel very privileged to have been asked to be the chairperson, um, you know, of this organ, of this organization, the civil society organization. And, you know, I, 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 I'm just so, I, I feel, I mean, that in the next 10 years, in this decade, there will be a border poll. And so we need to be, we need to be prepared and we need to be able to put everybody's, everybody's, um, minds at ease. So Francis, let's do, do some house keeping. The event is on at the O2 Arena and that is on the 1st of October and tickets are still available. Tickets are still available. We plenty of tickets. They're only like we've only we're, we're charging a minimum amount only because it just covers the cost of the price of the three arena. So I think the tickets are like seven euro or seven fifty or something like that. So there, it's just a small amount of money to cover the cost of 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 what of what we're trying to do. And it's going to be a wonderful event. It starts at one o'clock. Um, we have. The politicians wise, we have Neil Richmond from Fine Gael. We have Leo Radker, who's going to be the next Taoiseach. We have Mary Lou MacDonald. We have Michelle O'Neill. We have, um, um, we have, um, somebody from the, 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 the Women's Council. We have Denise Chyla performing. We have Donald Loney performing. It starts at one o'clock. It'll be finished at four. It's going to be a very busy, busy, <laughs> conversation wise day. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great day. I would, I would say to people, you know, come, come and be part of this. This is going to be a, a, a historic event. 
And I would say to people, come and be part of history. That's what I would say. I'm calling on people to join us on the day. Whatever your, whatever your stance is, whether you agree, whether you don't agree, that's what we want. We want to hear all voices here. That's what's key here. So come, join us on the day, um, be part of history. You know, you won't regret, you won't regret it. And the title of the, of the event is Together We Can. And that's key here. It's, we need everybody there. We need everybody's voice there. And the website, website, of course, is irelandsfuture.com. Will it be available as a stream or will it subsequently be available uh, online? Uh, My hope is that it will, but, um, I'm not, that's not my area. That's Jerry Carlisle, CEO area. So I don't want to come in. But my hope is that it will be streaming on the day and that people can rewatch it again. And of course, what I do want to mention is, um, James Maloney and Pete, uh, from Canada. Uh, I know is participating as well. And we're going to have a chat with James and uh, hear a little of his perspective and what he hopes to be able yeah. to contribute. Brilliant. Yeah. Two brilliant speakers. Two fantastic um, young men. So, so um, Francis, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's as I say, it's been brilliant reconnecting, and congratulations on all the wonderful work you do. And as I say, I do want to connect with you again and um, learn more about how you guys at the Rise Foundation um, adapted to and are still adapting to COVID and post-COVID, and how you that, are. That would be fantastic. So yeah, that uh, would be fantastic, Austin. I'd love that. We've been chatting with Francis Black, and Francis is a senator in the Senate there, and uh, also a performing artist and the chair of Ireland's Future. And we're talking about the event that's coming up on the 1st of October. Together we can. Francis, thanks a million. Thank you so much, Carmila Mahakat. Austin, and it's always a joy to talk to you. All the best.